1: Hello and welcome back to the Paddle and Finn podcast. I'm Brian, and
2: I'm Jay. (laughs) I'm trying out new intros. Welcome, Jay. It's been a hot
1: minute since you've been back on here. Yep. Yes, sir. Hope you enjoyed your time off.
2: Yeah, the vacation was great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wish I could say the same. It's been super. Oh, man. How you been?
1: Oh, what a roller coaster, man. Got a lot to talk about tonight. Obviously, we're going to talk about uh, the past 11 days that I've been on the road. So, it's funny.
2: You look like you've been on the road for eleven days.
1: (laughs) I yeah. I got home Monday morning at one a.m. It's Monday afternoon. I had to wake up this morning, go to work. Ooh. And then uh, got back home and uh, found my couch, and I just woke up. So yeah, I'm burnt out, man. It was a long trip, too long. So, and I think I told you at some point during that trip, it's like, it's different if you're, like, with somebody, but when you're by yourself, it's just a grind, man, you know?
2: Oh, yeah, So bit.
1: But, uh, yeah, I guess uh, we'll start with Kansas, right?
2: Yeah, let's <laughs> dive right in.
1: Let's just do it. Um, yeah, left Left the Wednesday before the Kansas tournament, got there. That was like a 12-hour drive. And uh, got there, got camp set up, drove around the lake a little bit, and uh, looked at some maps that night, kind of put a game plan together for pre-fishing. Um, I think Thursday it was like... Fifth or sixth cast, I landed uh 18 and something, so I was like, Oh, this is gonna be decent, you know. And um, ended up catching a bunch of fish throughout the day. And uh, you know, that that lake there is like super super unique, and uh, you know, it's a reservoir that was flooded, so there's a bunch of trees underwater, so like. I'm going to preface this a little bit for tournament day is, uh, you know, there's stumps just below the surface that you can get caught up on trees sticking out of the water, stuff like that. So I know when I originally looked at that lake, you know, my thought was, you know, pitching the trees with a jig and, you know, uh, you know, there should be fish held up at the base of the trees, which, you know, what I ended up discovering is that lake was pretty much going into spawn. Uh, males were on bed. Some females were close by or moving up. Um, scouted the north northern end of the lake um, Thursday, the southern half Friday. Tournament was Saturday. But uh, when I discovered, when I scouted that northern lake, I think I talked to you. I've never seen so many alligator gar in my life. Like the whole North End up by where the the creek or the river, or whatever it is, that jumps in, drops in there. It was uh, the water was super muddied up. There was like alligator gar just like sun tanning on the surface because I mean the temps down there were like seventy six to eighty degrees, like air temps. Um, water temps were think like 68, 70, somewhere in there. So I saw a ton of carp and ton of alligator gar in that north end, and I got out of there. I'm like, yeah, this is no good. <laughs> so then, um, you know, I caught a bunch of fish and um, did the south end the following day. Um, but, uh, thursday when i got to the ramp there was two guys launching kayaks and i'm like all right this is cool you know whatever and uh one dude's like hey you do that paddle and fin podcast and i was like uh yeah 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 i'm one of the one of the co-hosts and creators and um we uh we started talking um, and it was alan reed from uh southern illinois or southern indiana kayak anglers club Uh, but he was fishing the uh the pro side and the um just regular tournament ended up seeing him and then uh along with him with uh uh, sam jones he's down there from as well so we've uh kind of become friends so to speak and uh Um, you know, whatever we talked and we, uh, sorry, man, my phone, I didn't turn it off, but, uh, so we ended up talking and come Friday, I had found this spot that was, uh, well, I hooked into a fish, which would have been my PB had I landed it. Uh, it was a huge female. Um, hooked into her. She ran into this bush, got wrapped around a branch, got over there, and I was like leaning over trying to lip her and get her out. And I was like an inch away from grabbing her. And then when I turned to grab the net to try, gra- uh, you know, netting her, the freaking line broke and she got off. So I'm like, well, there's some good fish in here. So I stood up, grabbed my paddle, and kind of uh, was just paddling through there looking, and there was just beds all over huge females, big males. I'm like, This is the spot, this is where I'm gonna come. And I'm coming out of this cove, so to speak, and uh, who comes around the corner but Alan Reed and Sam Jones? And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> hey, how's it going? You know, yeah,
2: just hanging out. And
1: I had a look on my face like, Oh, don't go in there, don't go in there, please don't go in there. Um, but they had already found that of fo- uh, that spot like earlier uh, the day before, I believe. I ended up finding out at uh, at the results ceremony or whatever, and uh, but you know caught a bunch of really good fish. Um, come tournament day, we all knew the weather was going to kick up. It was like thirty mile an hour winds, so it was like two to three foot waves. Oh, it's a beautiful day. KBF doesn't cancel (laughs) tournaments. I found out. So I'm like, Oh, this (laughs) this is going to be fun. And, uh, you know, right before I left Tuesday night, I had rigged up the new trolling motor setup, um, which ended up being super key to, uh, this trips tournaments. And, um, yeah, it, there was one point where I was trying to make my way over to that spot I found. Like I stayed out of there first thing in the morning cause I knew there was no way I was crossing the lake in those waves. And there was one point when I was coming back, uh, cause the wind was coming out of the, straight out of the South right across the lake, long end, whatever. And, uh, I had the trolling motor on full, and I was paddling, and I was, like, doing .5 miles an hour. And I'm like, yeah, this is not going to happen. So I turned and went into a cove and fished in there, which ended up being a good thing because I caught a couple fish back in there. Um, But I zigzagged all over that lake tournament day just because, you know, you were trying to play the wind. Well, when I finally got to that spot, it was just chocolate milk because the wind had blown in there. Um, the silt on the bottom got stirred up, so, I mean, I didn't even get to fish that spot, so I ended up having to stay basically on the, uh, east side of the lake, and I found some fish, um, mostly on, uh, right off the base of the trees, pitching a black and blue jig with a black blue crayfish, um, power bait, chigger craw crayfish, trailer and then uh, tossing a weightless uh, four and five inch um, black blue flake Senko Um, you know is basically how I got all my fish so um, it was brutal for a lot of guys I got a I got a limit of fish um, which was good you know I was like told myself I'm like I don't think I did that great but I know other guys didn't do good. Um, it was kind of similar to like what Banner Marsh ended up being, where like half the field zeroed, um, but I don't think half the field zeroed. I think just half the field only, you know, just didn't get a limit. So, um, yeah, and I didn't upload because the cell service there was garbage, and the tournament was offline. I never really checked to see where the standings were at all during the day um, which was kind of nice because it just kind of left the pressure off and you know I wasn't worried about it but um, yeah so caught my five fish I think I upgraded once or twice Um, there's a ton of 13 and 14 inch fish in that lake i can tell you that much <laughs> but uh yeah upgraded a couple times um got got to the uh the way in and uh you know this town is like a town of six or seven hundred people maybe a thousand i mean it was small small so, town yeah so we basically met in this little hotel parking lot um and uh you know there was uh the kansas club tournament going on at the same time so they did the results for that before they did the kbf stuff because uh they were waiting for uh i think it's josh martin he's on the jackson team right he could be yeah jay doesn't even know his own i don't
2: do we have over 200 guys yeah and I, and I haven't interacted with all of them, I'll be honest. Yeah. Well, I know he
1: does stuff with the KBF, but uh, he was finalizing everything. And uh, after that got done, they came over and, uh, you know, started announcing stuff. And they started with 10th place, and my name got read off. And I was like, oh, all right.
2: look, I did something good. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, it's funny because... Uh, all the KBF trail events, um, it set payouts regardless the of number of people that sign up, and um, so that was kind of nice. I got lucky, you know, so to speak, because I think we had sixty some people, something like that. Um, and That's a lot of people. Yeah, well, they base the numbers off a hundred people for each tournament. So um, the fact that I got paid 10th place was good I mean it was only 200 bucks so but uh you know I'm not gonna complain I'll take what I can get but uh what I didn't realize until last week was that finish qualified me for uh the national championship the trail series championship the 10-vitational the 10- and I think the Pro Tour Championship on the Pro side, I took fourth out of eighth, which you know that wasn't as good as I would have liked. Um, Alan Reed took first in the Pro, third in the regular, and uh, so shout out to Alan, great job there, buddy. But um, yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. I was like, all right, this is how this is gonna go, you know. So
2: what what do you think you learned from that experience? <laughs>
1: um have planned c b d a <laughs> whatever, you know. Um No, I think Kansas it wasn't as good as I could have expected. I mean, you know, with the weather and the wind and stuff, I think there wasn't really much else I could have done. Um I know when I talked to Alan Reed after the tournament, he was catching a lot of fish on a on a fluke. Um and he was fishing a shoreline that was directly across from the launch. So it was uh it was it was cool, you know, whatever. Um I pretty much covered all of that lake except for like the deeper deeper water. Um, which, you know, with seeing the spawn stuff, I don't think there was really any fish hanging out there other than like a different species, you know? Um, I don't think there was really much I could have changed, you know, it was just a matter of finding the big ones. Um, which I think my big one for that tournament was like,
2: wasn't it like a 17, three or something, the 17 and a half?
1: yeah something like that um yeah it yeah it i i think it might have even been 16 but
2: um oh i'm i'm padding it oh <laughs> no I, I, you know i, I it honestly, was grande <laughs> uh
1: i'm gonna look real quick here oh it was 17 it was 17 so i had a 17 a 14 and a quarter and three 14s. That's right because I know I had like a twelve, couple thirteens, thirteen and a halves, and stuff like that, and I upgraded. I actually upgraded a fourteen right at the end there. Um, in eleventh place was uh, Jeff Malott from uh, Kayak Bass Nation, and I only beat him by a half inch, so it was kind of good that I upgraded that. You know, right at the end. But that 17 came right off the base of a tree. And that was the other thing, too. Now that I think about it, I had like a 15 flop off the board there. And uh, before I could get a picture uploaded. Um, so, yeah, it was, that was the common theme with me throughout this trip
2: was fish flopping off the board. Well, let's segue <laughs> into the, the FLW Nickajack. Do we have tournament. to? Oh. Um, you know, this is, you know, be it what, uh, probably your seventh day on the road. You know, you no. camped
1: out. Well, so, yeah. So after the, the results or whatever, Saturday, went back to the trailer, took like a two-hour nap. And I was originally going to just wake up the next morning and then drive the whole way to Tennessee, but it was like eleven, another 11-hour 11 drive. And I was like, yeah, screw this. I'm hooking, okay. the, I'm hooking up the trailer. Let's roll. Let's get to 10IC. And uh, so I headed out, and I made it to basically almost the Missouri-Illinois-Kentucky border. Stopped at a truck stop at, like, I think it was, like, 2 or 3 a.m. And slept in the cab of the truck for, like, four hours. Got up, got some gas, coffee, and hit the road. I ended up making it to Dayton, Tennessee at, like, 2.30. And uh, shout out to... um, Blue Water RV and Campground in Dayton, Tennessee. That's where I stayed. Um, Super nice place. It's actually on, um, uh, not Gunnersville, what's the other one? All these lakes are like right there on the same river system. that's where the FLW event was happening and that's why it stayed there is because like HQ for our tournament was at the same place as the FLW one. So I remember when I roll in there, I just see all the FLW boats. I'm like, Oh, this is cool.
2: Yeah. Who are you, uh, who are you camping next to
1: Gary Yamamoto?
2: Oh snap. Did you you go talk to him? Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. Every day we talked, I was like, did you get on the fish? And, uh, (laughs) He's funny, man. He's a character. He's like, today I did not find the fish,
0: and then he'd like
1: <laughs> shake his head, and then the next day I I that was like day one, and then the next day I saw him. I was like, Gary, did you find the fish? He's like, today I find the fish, you know. And he had a big old smile on his face. But uh, yeah, I think he made it to the top thirty or something. I know after day one he was in like nineteenth place or something. Um, but there was a bunch of those guys there. Um, you know, staying at the campground. Uh, there was a guy. I texted you right away because I saw his truck. It was like wrapped with Jackson and Orion coolers. Yeah. and all that stuff. Um, I forget. Yeah,
2: Barry Wilson, right?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
2: he's got a sweet setup, dude. His boat and his
1: kayak oh, yeah.
2: and his truck. I'm jealous. Well,
1: Sunday, so. You know, I hadn't had a shower since Tuesday, and this campground had, like, the cleanest, like, freshest showers, like, hot water, pressure. And it wasn't where you had to, like, pump quarters into the damn shower for hot water. So I actually, like, took a shower, uh, ran to the grocery store, did did a few things, and then uh, um, I went out on the lake there and just fished a bay. I caught a couple fish on the Senko. Um, I think those fish were all in post-spawn pretty much. So um, that was cool. I wanted to fish that, um, you know, just so that way I could say, you know, I had fished the lake. Um, But, uh, you know, and then the the next day, Monday morning, started the, you know, the scouting of Nickajack, which is huge. And it's basically set up where... I would say like half of it's a river and the other mm-hmm. half kind of opens up into lakes. So I started out in the river section um like kind of the center area. I was going to check some current breaks and stuff. And I ended up finding some fish that day and uh they were just small. They were spots. So I caught my first uh spotted bass down there. But um you know, it was just kind of, kind of crazy. Chickamauga is a lake that the FLW was on. Why okay. I forgot that I don't know. But uh, you know, I found some fish. Ended up hooking into a uh, a new PB freshwater drum that hit the same it's... black and blue jig, <clears throat> which I had a rough time taking a selfie with it and getting the whole thing in the picture um that thing had to be like 15 20 pounds i'm like this is it this is it yeah like 10 pound bass like finally you know and i'm just
2: uh, glad you took the title away from me yeah
1: yeah yeah. (laughs) so um yeah so i caught that and i was just like what the heck man you know so then uh i knew That middle section wasn't going to be that great for me, at least. I I don't know. I don't think many people fish the center section of the river. Um, So then that night, Austin from Southern Lake Company came down. We recorded that podcast. And, uh, yeah, we headed out the next morning, and we went to the south end because he was paddling. So the current and... Nickajack is just ridiculous because that dam releases I think the average was like thirty eight thousand cubic feet per second, which is some strong
2: current. Ah,
1: please. When I went been, and fished. I've a, been
2: on that and like on the Snake River. Uh, <coughs> so <I'm trying>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I tried making my way up through that stuff. Um I think it was uh Thursday and yeah, that wasn't happening, but um I took Austin down to the southern end of the lake just because he was paddling and um we found this spot that that had some current. It was on a steep ledge. Um it was right before it opened up to like kind of the lake section of the area. And um I caught an 18 and a half and he caught a 16 and uh I think he posted the picture of him holding this 16. I know I posted the picture of me holding up that 18. And, uh, cause I caught mine and then all of a sudden I heard him like hooting and hollering. So Mm -hmm. I went over there, took his picture. And then I was like, don't throw that back yet. Let me measure it. And I measured it. It was 16 Threw it back. And I'm like, all right, let's get out of here. And he's like, wait, what? Like, I'm like, no dude, Mm -hmm. like, this is a good tournament spot. We need to get out of here. If we catch two fish like that, you know, it's holding decent fish. So we uh, we got out of there and uh, went and scouted some other areas. I think we caught a couple small fish, something like that, um, and then went back. Uh, so that night, I remember I jumped on Navionics, and I started looking at maps, looking for looking at what that spot looked like and then trying to find other spots like it that were close by there um and i found one that was the next launch up so i went and scouted that the next day and i pulled in the launch parking lot there and uh saw alan reed's truck joshua booth's truck Mm -hmm. like a bunch of heavy hitters trucks all in this parking lot and i'm like oh this is great you know like This is not where I necessarily want to be, you know, or maybe it is, (coughs) excuse me. So I, uh, motored up to this spot and sure enough caught like a 16 and a half inch fish. And I was like, all right, that's, that's all I need to know. And got out of there and, uh, ended up never going back to that spot. Was that a bad move or a good move? I'm not really sure. Um, but I ended up running into Joshua Booth at the ramp, talked to him for a bit, um, headed out of there Thursday, fished up by the dam, and uh, like I said, there was some strong current up there. Uh, caught a smallmouth, caught a red eye, uh, caught largemouth, and I think that largemouth I caught was like 16, 17. But it, it was just, like, mostly short fish, and I'm like, this is just not going to do it, you know? Like, you'd have to sort through so many fish. Not only that, you're trying to stay out of the way of a bunch of bank fishermen right there because uh, a, it's a big city park, Chattanooga City Park right there, so there's a ton of guys shore fishing, and uh, the current is strong, Um And I was just like, yeah, this isn't going to do it. So I got out of there. But um, so then Friday I went and found another spot on the south end that was just like that spot me and Austin found. And uh, like five casts in, I caught a 19. And I'm like, yep, this is going to work. I'm out of here. Turned around, got out of there right away because – I had not seen a boat over there all week. Um, There was nobody near me because Friday, basically, a lot of people were pre-fishing, but we had to be off the water by 1 o'clock. So I'm like, I got these spots that, like, nobody knows, and uh, nobody's really fishing. So I'm just going to leave this be. I don't want anybody to see me over here. So I turned around, got out of there. I mean, I launched at... I think it was like 5.30 central time. And I was back to the ramp by like 6.45, 7 o'clock, something like that. So I went up and scouted another section in the center river channel again. And that was no good. So, um, yeah, I'm like, I'm on good fish. You know, like I was super jacked, super pumped. I'm like, felt really good. I'm like, between... The two spots on the south end, I'm like, I can pull a limit of, like, a 17-inch average out of there, you know, which I thought would have been a solid, like, top 20, you know, so to speak, which if I would have had, like, a 17-inch average, I think that would have been more closer to top 10. What's what's 17 times 5? But, uh, you know, I kind of was like, all right, you know, I got this set, you know, got off the water by, like, noon. Yeah, 85 inches, so that would have put me in top en- top 10 with a 17-inch average. Um, but, uh, you know, I got off the water by, like, noon and uh, – or back to camp by noon. And that was the thing, too, because I was staying up in Dayton to the south end. It was, like, an hour and – 10 hour and 15 minute drive so here's a fun fact i reset my odometer when i left town in last night when i got back total miles driven was 2985 damn in 11 days so a lot of drive yes sir so yeah I I felt super confident, and uh, but when I left the ramp on the south end on on Friday, I saw a couple guys fishing in that spot me and Austin found. And I'm like, great, you know, like, and then I saw a guy standing on the opposite shore with binoculars watching those two guys fish <laughs> with a kayak on the trailer and i'm like seriously dude like sneaky sneaky yeah i wonder i wonder what everybody thinks about that that kind of that kind of rubbed me the wrong way it's like i've been out here for a week grinding out finding my fish and here you are showing up just watching everybody from shore like i don't know that made me kind of salty
2: well i guess you know hey so we could <laughs> probably ask the listeners do you think that's an honest way to do recon yeah by watching other people fish from shore with binoculars. Yeah, is that legit? Is that okay? Let us know.
1: Yeah, I'd love to hear what everybody thinks on that. I I was, I think I called you and I was like, dude, like this guy is sitting here, you know, and I was all worked up about it, and I was just like, oh yeah, you're at work. Sorry, dude. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh... you know,
2: I've seen people do that. I mean, I know there's there's some people that do it on the water. So, I mean, <clears throat> it's definitely a, a tool that's a, a employed by a lot of people and I don't know if it's okay or not. I mean, technically they're not really impeding on you. It's more right. of an honors thing. I think, you know, it's right. You know, it's kind of like when you roll up somebody, you're like, Hey man, how many fish you get to like, like 12, yeah. <laughs> you know, right. only, right. really only been two. Just lie. Just lie, lie, lie. Yeah. Maybe it's the only way to get truth. I don't know. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so it was just like, man, are you freaking kidding me? And uh, and then I went and scouted this one area of the river, which that area where I scouted, I was like looking at my uh, depth finder because I had my maps on too. And I'm like, does that really say 100? There was a 100-foot hole in that river. I'm like, oh.
2: Jesus, dude. You should have drop shotted that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like put like an 80 foot lead on it. Yeah,
0: right, 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 right.
1: Yeah. But uh so yeah, I got out of there, felt like super confident. We had our meeting Friday night, captain's meeting, and they just kind of went over some stuff. Um, you know, the FLW uh Guys were there too, not like the tournament anglers, but the uh, FLW tournament directors and stuff. They were there. Um, So it was good. It was exciting. There was a lot of energy in the room. Uh, A lot of people were pumped up for what's to come. And, uh, you know, that this whole partnership with FLW was kind of the next step in the right direction for blowing up in our sport. And what I found totally interesting was, is after they had announced it, you know, because FLW is, is worldwide. um, Mm -hmm. And when the kayak thing got announced, I guess there was like 20 some other countries that reached out and were like, Hey, like, how do we qualify guys to send them to this? So like, there's gonna be some people from other countries at the big, um, the big dance in August, uh, which I thought was really cool, man. Um, it's kind of similar to what Hobie does with Hobie Worlds, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, I thought that was cool. Um, and it's only gonna grow from there. Um, from from the conversations that were had at the at the meeting and stuff. So, um, you know, obviously me being my normal self, go back to camp, retied some stuff, um, you know, got all my stuff ready to go and then just tossed and turned all night. Didn't get crap for sleep, like kept going back and forth. Am I going to go hit that spot me and Austin found and then go to spot two or just go straight to spot two? And my gut kept telling me just go straight to spot two and i just went to spot one then spot two so yeah um yeah i I just you know day day one was not a good day go to spot one uh spot was blown out caught two fish i think one was like a 12 and a 13 and a half or something and right away i was like You know, I was only there for like 45 minutes. I'm like, yep, time to get out of here. Those boys out fished this yesterday. Go to spot two. uh, Catch an 18 and a quarter. I'm like, sweet. This is right what we wanted. Then caught a 17 and a half. Well, I got to take that back. I always forget this part. So I'm going to leave spot one and kick the trolling motor on, going to shoot across the lake. And like, I'm like, dude, I should be doing like four and a half miles an hour, and I'm doing like barely three. What the heck, you know? Well, I had seen a line that was floating under the water at spot one. Somebody must have got snagged on the bottom, left a bunch of line. And that got caught up in my prop, like 30 yards of it, so that slowed me down. So I'm like, whatever, just get to spot to start fishing, figure that out later, because that was a the thing. There was huge thunderstorms blown in at like 10 a.m. Central Time, and that was the thing too. Like this whole Nickajack Lake thing was confusing because half the lake is in Eastern Time Zone, mm-hmm. and the other half is in Central. So you had to like totally plan out like what time you had to be off the water like figure it all out like if you were fishing the south end um, you could launch at 5am lines in at 5.30am lines out at 1 check in by 1.30 but if you were in eastern it was you know 6 6 6.30 to 2.30 so um, yeah Touch that 18, get the 17 and a quarter. I'm feeling great. Like, this is perfect. Um, this is right before the storm hits. Take, it was literally. Take the picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> take the picture of the fish. And, uh, you know, it's like, obviously, I had a long drive home, and I'm thinking about it, and I'm just mm-hmm. like... You know, I think because I did decent at Kansas, I just got lazy at Nickajack, which, you know, right before we started, you were like, yeah, of course. Like, you know, the most important one, you just like get sloppy and lazy, you know. So uh, instead of putting my bump board on the floor of my boat, I had it on my lap. Had this fish on there. Great
2: choice. Yeah. yeah. You know, especially with your linkage, you know, it's like, you know, so now you're like 12 feet above the water. (laughs) <laughs> and
1: uh take the picture of the fish get a good picture i have my left hand on the fish and my right hand is my cell phone and i'm typing in the measurements and uh just about to hit submit and the fish flops off the board hits the bottom of my phone and my hand phone goes up fish falls in the bottom of the boat i like reach for the phone Tip it, knock it even further away. I see it land in the water, and I was just like, no, no. Tried to grab it, couldn't get to it, and it just sank. And I'm just like, what, what, what am I going to do? Like, I'm screwed. Like, my day's over. I might as well go home. I screamed some choice words, which I'm sure. Folks all up and down Nick and Jack Lake could hear. And uh, I'm just like, why? Like, this is – I had the fish in the bottom of my boat. I could have taken another picture had I had a camera, but I didn't have a camera. Left the GoPros in the truck. Why? You know, I don't know. That was dumb. So, I'm like, I'm screwed. Like, I just – I was just like totally besides myself. And um, I'm like, well, I gotta head back to the ramp. I'm like, there's no point in sitting here like sulking about it. And uh, so I took off back to the ramp. And again, trolling motor is not running the best. I'm fighting against current going back. I end up run, running into a guy fishing under the bridge uh, out of a Hobie, and I'm like, hey man, explain what happened. I'm like, I got a GoPro in my truck. I had thought about that on my venture back and uh i'm like if i take pictures and get them uploaded does that count and he's like yeah it should i don't see why not so i was like all right get back to the launch because this spot is like it's it's a good half hour maybe 45 minute ride uh from the launch and i get to the launch and there's a, a local dude uh catfishing from the actual launch. And I was like, explain to him what happened. I was like, do you have a phone I can use? I need to call my tournament director. So he's like, yeah, absolutely, man. So, uh, I had to use his internet on his phone to look up the tournament director's phone number. Cause all that information was stored in my phone, which is now on the bottom of Nickajack Lake in 13 foot of water. And trust me, I like thought about like, do I dock my boat and try diving down there? Like, you know, like I, I literally thought because I know that phone is waterproof for up to like ten feet, and it was in like thirteen feet of water. But I was like, there might be a chance. Yeah. And I'm like, no, like no, I'm not doing this. I'm gonna waste more time doing that. So uh, call call Richard Penny, and uh, I was like, hey, uh, this is what happened. I do have a GoPro can I do that and he said yeah you can do that however you have to have your photos uploaded by the deadline in whatever way you got to do that uh, which is 230. Now going back to the preface I'm an hour and 15 minutes away from my laptop a wi-fi signal and all that I'm like whatever that's, that's fine. Thank you. Got off the phone, ran to my truck, like legit ran to my truck, got my GoPro. And that's when the hurricane hit like 40 mile per hour winds, like torrential downpours where you couldn't see like 60 feet in front of you. Um, thunder, lightning. Dude's like, I'm getting out of here. Threw his catfish back in the lake loaded up his rods and hightailed it out of there. And I'm just standing there. I'm like, well, it does no good for me standing here, jumped in my kayak and took off. Like I need to get back to that spot before those fish move out deep. And sure enough, they moved out deep. So 45 minute, half hour, 45 minutes back out there. Fish end up grinding out a limit. Uh, got two more short fish, uh, had, uh, Like, another 15-inch fish flop off the board, another 13. Like, it just was not my day. Um, But I did get five fish. Then I had to leave by, I think it was 11 o'clock central to head back to the ramp, get my boat loaded up in the truck, drive like a madman to Dayton, to get the chip out of my GoPro onto my laptop and upload it to tourney X. So I legit lost a half day of tournament fishing. And, uh, I was just like, this is, this is the worst.
2: Like, well, this is the stuff that nobody knows about. Like everybody just thinks that, you know, you show up to a tournament, everything start you know, starts and ends right where you're at. Yeah. And it's, definitely not the case i mean especially when you get into these you know kbf tournaments i mean they you know large lakes multi-launches uh you know they've got check-in you know check-in points and that's all in correlation with where you're camping where you're fishing i mean i remember we did the championship it was man i mean you would drive for over an hour like you're doing and this is like in kentucky and like you can't go anywhere fast for the most part because it's like 40 to 45 mile an hour around all those crazy turns everywhere yeah yeah you know so i mean it is so much involved like there's the fishing and then there's the logistics aspect of it well
1: here's here's the best part to this whole story right before i left town is at rock town Grabbed all the last-minute things I needed. One of them was a C-Line waterproof cell phone case. Friday night, before the tournament, I grabbed that SeaLine line case. I tethered it to my life vest. Saturday morning, I even put my phone in that SeaLine line case. And I was like, this is too big and bulky. I don't like it. And I took my cell phone out of that SeaLine
2: line case. Naturally, because it's waterproof. Yeah.
1: So, you know, uh, <laughs> this won't sink. <laughs> this this could have all been prevented had I left my cell phone in that waterproof C-line case. So yeah, you know, I was I was just so furious with myself because of that. You know, it's like you had that, but no, you didn't want to use it. Like seriously, had a full on conversation with myself back to the ramp. <laughs> and uh and that was the thing after i got back to my spot i think i only had an hour and a half to fish you know before i had to get off and you know you mentioned check-in points what they did um is tourney X did like a check-in thing mm-hmm. but you had to do it through the web browser not the app um or you could text lynette um like your name and checking in, um, which I didn't have that phone number because that was in my cell phone, which is, you know, at the bottom of Nick and Jack. And uh, so after I got my pics uploaded, um, I had like 10, 15 minutes to spare. Uh, so I drove down to Dayton Boat Dock and uh, checked in with Lynette physically just to – make sure i was legit and wasn't going to be you know dq'd or whatever and uh i ended up running into chad hoover and uh just kind of gave him like a a knuckle pound and uh he was like how'd you do today man (laughs) like well and, and his camera guy was with him and they recorded the conversation so i don't know if it'll make it on a youtube video or not i really hope not but uh you know told him what happened i'm like you know my stupid mistake uh i paid the consequences and he was like well did you get a limit and i was like yeah i got a limit but i got some shorts and he's like well you're still in it man you know like don't worry about it like you're still in it which in some aspects yeah maybe but i mean I think I ended up with 68 inches and the leader was like 92 inches and then second place had like 86. So I'm like 20 some inches off, you know, basically. So I didn't really think I was going to come back from that, but, um, you know, I had set out, I just wanted to place like top 20, top 30, you know, um, had my, my fish been there yeah, maybe we could have talked about top 10, you know. But, and that's the thing, like, I never, like, yes, taking first place would be awesome, but I've just been, like, shooting for, like, that top 20% of the field, basically. And uh, just to stay consistent. And uh, I ran to the Verizon store and, you know, luckily got some things worked out there. Got a new phone. Uh, went to the captain's meeting to get the day two identifier. Went back uh, to the the camper. Got all my stuff set up. Did an Instagram live, and uh, you know, I know I sounded kind of down and out on that, but it was like, you know what? Like, the big thing was is like, look, all this stuff happened, but we still have tomorrow. Like, still look forward, get out there, grind it out and uh you know just learn from your mistakes and keep going at it was kind of the thing i was going for i don't know if that came across very well but
2: uh did you put your phone in the little lanyard tethered thing to your vest
1: next question
2: yeah (laughs) you're like what the phone's waterproof
1: (laughs) well that was the thing like uh as i'm you know sulking over my day one results uh you know i'm like what did i do so wrong like and that was the thing like we've talked about like systems like putting the fish in the net uh pulling your board out getting rods cleared off your deck and you know just going through this thing and i didn't do that day one i was just like board fish you know so day two i'm like i need to go back to my old system had no issues then. And um, so I did that day, too. Uh, had no issues. Well, and that was the thing, too, is my old cell phone case didn't have these ridges on the side. It was, like, slick. Nope. So you're grabbing a fish. It's slimy and slick, and, you know, that was part of the problem. Um, but the real problem was it wasn't tethered to me. So... Uh, Yeah, day two, go to my spot, fish are not there, catch two shorts. I'm like, this isn't going to work. I had no backup plan, like no other spots, like really that I had fished where I found decent fish. So now I'm pre-fishing during actual tournament time. And uh, I had ended up, uh, I think it was day one morning when I was heading out yeah, it was day one morning when I was heading out. Um, Kind of right around the corner from that spot, I remembered seeing on my graph, like, a bunch of, like, decent fish marks, and I had marked those spots. And uh, this, it was kind of like a, came out to a point, and there was current on the one side. On that point was, like, these huge boulders. Underwater, so I, I went up into there and I ended up pulling like two small fish out, like a 13 and a 14, or something like that. And uh, again, had a, a couple fish flop off my board day, two, But I ended up grinding out the good chunk of the day right on that point and uh, ended up pulling out a 16 and a half. I think a 14, I lost a 15 uh, off the board. Um, I mean, with all the fish that I lost off the board, we're talking like 12 inches, like, if not more. Um, that would have upgraded me. But I uh, ended up grinding out that spot, just dragging a Nedrig across the bottom, and uh, they were hitting it, and uh, that saved my day. Um, even with just grinding out those fish, cause a lot of people struggled day two. It was funny. Um, you know, I was talking to Alan Reed and Sam Jones, uh, after day one. And what was funny is I had just got back from the Verizon store, showed up at Dayton Botox and I run into Alan and Sam and, uh, told them about my day. And Sam's like, yeah, I got to go to the Verizon store too. My phone doesn't even work. It won't work. But oh. he he got all his fish uploaded. I said, man, the Dayton Verizon store is going to love us kayak <laughs> guys, you know. So I know he ended up getting a new phone, but um, uh, what do you call it? A, uh, you know, we were talking and it was like, you know, some people are going to fall apart day two. It always happens, you know. And sure enough, it did, like, I know Christine Fisher was up there um, after day one, and day two, she had, I think it was like one 16-inch fish, or 17, the other four were all 12, 12 and a quarter, 12 and three quarters, and I was just like, whoa, and uh, that happened to a few people, some people only caught four fish, um, but... Uh, I ground out another limit. Um, I did have one 12-inch fish on there, which I didn't even know if they were going to accept because it was right on the line, man. Like, it was just barely touching it. But um, it got accepted and approved. Um, But, you know, with that being said, I still jumped. I think it was like 10 spots or a little over 10 spots between day one and day two. You know, because some people fell apart. Um, I know some people zeroed that tournament. Some people only caught one fish, you know. Mm -hmm. But it was like, caught those two fish in the morning, and I'm like, with everything that happened day one, I was like, I might as well just go home. I can get home early. And I think that was part of the problem, too. Like, I'd been on the road so long, you know, by myself. I just wanted to get home, see my dog. See my family, you know. Like, I'm just like this is this is ridiculous, and I'm like, you know what? Just stick it out, grind out a limit. As soon as you do that, um, you know, fish till one o'clock, check in, and you can just load up here and go home. I didn't have to go an hour and a half back north to Dayton. I mean, I was right there next to the interstate, so ground it out. Um, what what did I end up finishing? 64th or something?
2: think so. It was like 63rd or 64th. Yeah.
1: So, um, yeah, I mean, finished it off, drove home, talked to you, talked to Scott, uh, talked to my old man, and they were just like, you know, this is what it is, man. Like, the fact that you finished 64th with only fishing a day and a half instead of two full days against the best of the best, like really can't complain. And, um, you know, and that's kind of the way I took it. Um, what I have liked done way better. Yeah, obviously. But, you know, with, with the circumstances given, like, and that was the thing, like, I grinded out a limit both days. And like I said, like, I know Joshua Booth, like day one, I think he only had two fish, three fish maybe. Um, I know a lot of people like struggled man and uh and it just stunk you know it's like in retrospect i think what i should have done is like yeah i found those spots that were all the same but i should have also had a spot that was very different that was holding some big fish um so that's kind of what i need to do for next time you know but uh yeah, uh, ran into Drew Gregory, talked to him for a bit, met Eric Jackson, got to show him how to use Tourney X.
2: Good old EJ. Yeah,
1: that dude's a character, man. Like, yeah, showed up in a red one-piece jumpsuit, you know, with like Jackson kayak patches on it and stuff. Um, uh, met Chad Hoover, Lynette from KBF, uh, Richard, and, uh. You know a lot of other cool people, but uh, I mean, all in all, it was a great experience. It was definitely a learning experience. Um, so there, that's
2: that's pretty much what the the championship will be like. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 long. <clears throat> you know, when you <clears throat> you get to these places, you spend a week out there, and then you do a two a two uh, day tournament. Yeah. Man uh people want to say oh fishing's not that hard okay well <laughs> like okay
1: <laughs> and that was the thing too is like uh you know the big question i had in my mind is like all right i got these spots are they going to produce fish for two days and i think they would have had the weather not changed because they were on current seams. so you pull one fish out of there another one moves in And I don't know if that was a conversation I had with you or if it was with uh, Scott, but, um, you know, being the fact that they were in current locations, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, it would have replenished every day, so to speak. Because I was kind of drifting out to deeper water and releasing those fish out there so that way in hopes that a new fish would, you know, kind of move up into there.
2: Trying to stack your own deck. Yeah. Well, right.
1: <laughs> I mean, you got to do that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I just, uh, you know, I didn't have a good backup plan had those spots failed. And I knew that was a possibility with the weather that blew in. Cause that was the thing too. Sunday. It, uh, it rained all night because, it, you know, that was a thing in the live stream. It wasn't supposed to rain all night. And I was like, you know, uh, The storm should be over. Those fish should move back up by tomorrow morning, and I should be good to go. Well, I woke up at like 2 a.m. or 1 a.m. getting wet because the fan was on and open in the trailer. And there was rain coming in there. Oh, wow. And I was like, what the hell? You know, because when I went to bed, it wasn't raining. And uh, it rained. All night, uh, all morning. So the water was chocolate milk day two in those spots. And I'm just like, I'm screwed. Like anything that could have happened and been stacked against me happened, you know? So it was just like, oh, man. But I think um,
2: the, the more important aspect is I think you got your limits. Yeah. You know, yeah. as I would measure myself first. Yeah. And even with all the adversities yeah. you know it's like you know he's still <clears throat> you still power through it see i would have imploded
1: yeah see and that was the yeah. thing that was the thing that scott said he's like dude i don't know how you do it uh, he's like after the whole mishap of my phone he's like i would have set my kayak on fire on sh- once i got back yeah. to shore yeah i know dude
2: tournaments <coughs> like, tournaments like drive me crazy it's probably because i have to work harder than a lot of other people but you know oh my god like once i get that negative side of me once that thing comes out man the positive gets pushed down and it's, everything just sucks and well you just want to like scream your ear yeah. brake rods yeah
1: <laughs> it's it's such a mind game you know and that was the big thing is like like you know what and that's what i told myself saturday morning you know when i was getting frustrated i'm like you're here just for fun fishing at this point, dude. Like, you're not in contention to win anything. Just grind it out, fish it out. You're lucky to be down here in this beautiful setting uh, fishing. You know, it's like, that's the thing. Like, you know, I kind of complain, but it's like, you know, in retrospect, it's like, you know, I could be sitting at home doing nothing because it had been raining nonstop up here from what I heard. At one point, yeah. Yeah, at one point. <laughs> Nothing
2: but rain, dude.
1: At one point, uh, when I was in Kansas, my wife, I was talking to the wife. She's like, how's the weather down there? I'm like, oh, it's like beautiful, 75, sunny, you know, just hanging out. She's like, yeah, it's snowing here. Yeah. So you can uh, go pound sand, basically. Yep. Um.
2: Yeah, this spring has been awesome up here. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know. I'm like,
1: you know, just just chill out, just you know, fish it up, do what you can do, and uh, put up a limit and go home. That's all you can do. At least you can say you can put you put up a a limit both days um, and a decent limit, you know, uh, and you know, call it a day, go home, yeah. and you know, whatever. So, yeah, hopefully some of you can learn from my bonehead
2: mistakes well they're gonna have their problems too i'm sure everybody goes through it i've been through it i've been through it again you know again in that first tournament i had to like rediscover uh a system again i don't i still don't even have it down yeah because the big rig is still really new to me i haven't had a lot of tournaments in it you know i'm still like going through stuff so i mean i I know how it is you know yeah What do you, uh, what's the, what's on the, the agenda for, uh, the next, uh, couple weeks, tournaments, anything? Oh, geez. I don't even know. I think we got a free weekend coming up. Yeah. That's next weekend.
1: I know we're planning on fishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in two weekends I'm supposed to be fishing down on caffeine for KBL. And then, uh, yeah, after that is End of the month is uh, KBF St. Clair. Oh. Which, uh, yeah. And then, what, two weeks after that is Madison Chain. Yep.
2: The Madison Chain.
1: Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. That'll
2: be an interesting one. <laughs> uh huh.
1: <laughs> I'm looking forward to that one. It's the uh St. Clair one that kind of scares me. That one's a big body of water and uh that could get very unsafe very quick. So, especially if you're out offshore. So, but um yeah, that'll be interesting as well. So, but from from some conversation uh, I conversations I heard this past weekend, uh, those fish should hopefully be up close, kind of getting ready to spawn because the water temps are still cold. Obviously, it just snowed last weekend. So,
2: but yeah, um, you're looking at going up north. Yeah, you're definitely looking at first two weeks of June. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Maybe even a little further. <clears throat> Especially since it's been so damn cold. Yeah. Yeah. It's so you know. I mean, even up here, the fish are like, just now starting to get up there and spawn or come shallow and yeah you I mean, know hit all the typical spring baits
1: yeah banner marsh i think they were in span spawn mode but it's been so much warmer down there compared to up mm-hmm. here i think fishers just moving on to bed uh up here so um yeah it'll be interesting so i'm gonna try to fish some some stuff locally here the next couple of weeks gonna chill out reset and you know, get my stuff together.
2: So. I want to get on some bike. That's all I know.
0: Yes,
2: I with sir. all these r- rivers, like insane. I just looked today. At the displays that three thousand CFS. I'm like, that's still too high. Yeah, same. I'm same like, with
1: the Kish. I looked at the Kish today yeah. too.
2: I'm like, dude. So I'm like, I got to get some lake action. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking of a place, uh, weather permitting. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> right it's it's got private access yeah yeah you know and uh I haven't been out there all I year there yeah. yeah
1: I haven't <laughs> been out there once yet in the kayak I fished from shore a couple times but yeah i haven't uh haven't ventured out on the home waters yet so
2: I bet your lake's going off
1: i was i was i kind of hoping yeah. to do that tonight but uh yeah I found the couch when I got home so yeah. but uh yeah yeah should be good man um yeah so anything else
2: just waiting to get out there and go fish now that the weather's getting kind of better of course we are taking a 24 degree dip into tomorrow oh really uh, from today oh yeah dude what's it supposed to be tomorrow just be like 54 or something oh geez yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah. So great living here. Look, it's like I you know uh I just reevaluate it every single day at this point. I'm going back to Tennessee, man. I know well I can hear Todd right now, it's plenty room down there. Yeah. yeah, I bet.
1: <laughs> you know, they're gonna
2: make room for two Yankees. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> You know, he's always like, hey, man, you go mountain biking, hey, man, you can go kayaking, hey, man, you can go snowboarding, hey, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, <right>. I know. <laughs> right. It's like, I like my rooftops, though. Oh, man. Yeah.
1: It's <clears throat> so beautiful down there. But, uh, yeah, guys, um, questions, comments, future topics, emails at paddle, the letter N and fin at gmail.com. Uh, go to the website. You can find all our socials, uh, blog pages, merch store, things like that, at paddle, the letter N in Finn.com. Um, shout out to Southern Lake Company for coming down spending some time with me. Uh, I know after the last podcast, a couple of you guys started following him. Uh, greatly appreciated. Uh, what else? I... I I got to check the email. I think we got a, a few emails from listeners, so we'll, we'll we'll drop those on the next pod. And, um, yeah, demo days for Rocktown are in the show notes. So with that being said, till next time, tight lines and smooth paddling.